All right, welcome to episode 55 of the Hot Grits Podcast. We have a great show for you guys today. Travis Jadon and Spencer Maddox alongside. We're going to talk about a trio of coaches, some fired, some not. Coach Mike Anthony may or may not be found. We'll give you guys a hot ceiling update. And then at the back end of the episode, Salt Lake City star and former Jenkins High School basketball star Malik Benlevy checks in from the NBA G League's bubble in Orlando. For you guys, sit back, relax. Hot Grits for a 55th time. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67, made up the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Nah. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, hits like me, just like me. Nah. Well, Spencer, we called it on, well, you called it, episode 54 of the Hot Grits Podcast. One episode later, Lloyd Pierce is out in Atlanta. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to take credit for this, dude. But, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going to take credit for it. I, I posted that video on Twitter that the world saw. You know what I'm talking about, right? World star? No, no, that the, that the world saw, not world uh, star. Oh, world star. Yeah, yeah. I posted that video right after the Cleveland game and said, Coach Pierce has got to be fired. And I've been, like, a pretty staunch Lloyd Pierce defender over the past two years, right? Yeah. Like, you've been there for that. Yes. Uh, so I posted that, and uh, somehow everyone was still pretty shocked that he got fired. Like the, the next day he gets fired, he does a, uh, he runs practice for the Miami heat and then gets fired. And, uh, you had people like coach Popovich, Steve Nash, like a, a bunch of respected coaches saying that they couldn't believe this and that they were in shock. Really. I mean, it made a, the timing was a little weird, but it made a lot of sense, dude. And of course it happened like 30 minutes after we released our episode. Yeah. So, yeah. That always happens. That always yeah. happens. So I guess, should we, let's start with Lloyd Pierce. You want to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let you lead the way on this one. But the thing you just said and the reaction thing, anytime I hear opposing coaches in any sport at any level uh, upset that another coach that they play yeah. was fired, that to me tells me that, that if you're complimenting that guy and you got to play him every year, then you love that situation. If, if you're the, I'm, and I'm serious about this, if yeah. you're the rest of the NBA and you look at the Hawks roster, you don't want the Hawks to find a great coach. Yeah. Right? You don't want, and it's not like they knew Lloyd Pierce was going to be a bad coach. He most certainly was yeah. a bad coach. I mean, at least for that team, that is. Right. But like, so now what if they find the proper piece? So like, yeah. why would Popovich or Kerr? Teams well, figure to contend in the future. Like I will Atlanta's say, is here for a long time. I will say that Popovich has known Lloyd Pierce for a long time, and he has a, like a lot of respect for him. He's worked with him on the USA staff, yada yada yada. Lloyd Pierce has always been well respected amongst coaches. That much was never in doubt, and that's kind of why he got the leash that he did. Whenever I mean, for the past two years, people have been calling for his head for a long time, and he he got he got a little bit of a leash. He had a bad roster. Uh, some people still think he should have got another chance with this because a lot of the injuries, you know what I mean? But at some point, right. you got to start winning games, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, even once you have a star player, you have arguably two star players. You've got Clint Capello on the roster. You, what are we what, – when he got fired, 14 and 18? 14 and 19? No, no, no. They had 20. 14 had, and 20. They had 20 losses. but Yeah, they had 14 and 20, so they won last night uh, with Nasty Nate on the bench. Yeah. And, uh, 15, Our guy Nasty Nate. 15 and 20, I believe, with yeah. Orlando as we're recording. Yeah. The, so they'll play again tonight. But it, he gets fired Monday afternoon after after practice, right? So that comes out. But then the next day, we hear this. It's a long form article from basically the entire Atlanta athletic staff. Everyone, everyone, all their sources, they, they compile this big article, and it comes out that the locker room in Atlanta had basically become toxic. And it's really Stale. We, the, everyone could see it. Yeah, it was really easy to believe, and uh, I don't know how you reconcile that if you're a Lloyd Pierce defender or if you're like uh, one of his friends. You, you can't have that. You can't have. And who knows whose fault it really was when it boils down to it? Maybe the players are soft, but at some point, you can't have that, man. Like there was reports of John Collins coming to him about his role in the team and how. Lloyd Pierce had made comments basically saying that he doesn't call any he the direct quote is I don't call shit for Collins. And Collins came to him and said, I didn't like how that was worded, yada yada yada. 
And he called him selfish, man. He he called John Collins to his face in front of other people selfish. Who said that? Lloyd Pierce. So I mean, reportedly, yeah, and, and nobody would ever accuse John Collins of being a selfish basketball player, right? I, I mean, you've watched that team. There's no way. Well, the guy gets up like what twelve shots a game, and he puts in eight of them. There's no way, and he he plays his ass off, dude. Lloyd they, Pierce made mistakes, but yeah, I I still think if if we now I think the world will agree that there was a more than a clubhouse problem, more than a chemistry problem. It yeah. was it was toxic. Borderline toxic. And there right? was, I mean, there was an accountability problem, too. Okay, so now is that fixed, now that Lloyd Pierce is gone? Is um, it just fixed? Was it Not magically, no. Because therefore, you would be saying Lloyd Pierce was a toxic head coach with a bad luck. Yeah. As if he's, I just feel like maybe he let it got away from him. Yeah, I think he let it get away from him. I think he let it get away from him, and what, what I took away from this is that he might have had a little bit of an ego problem that he wasn't even really self-aware of you know what i mean like yeah he couldn't uh he couldn't see past it humble himself in certain areas and he definitely needed to take accountability i still think lloyd pierce is going to end up being a good coach and hopefully he learns from this I mean, but he's going to be paid to coach basketball somewhere period one of the like one of the anonymous happen. one of the anonymous quotes was uh we just wanted to hear a new voice after a while and from and that like, was a player that was a player or a that was player a player that, but did it say uh, I unsubscribed from the athletic. By the yeah. way, I, we could probably have time to get into that in a second. But yeah, I think if it's a player, a current player, and they were specific about that, is that true? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was apparently it was multiple players, and uh, the GM Travis Schlenk even said that in his press conference regarding Lloyd Pierce is that I think the locker room just needs a new voice, and I can relate to that, dude. Like it, even if what you're hearing is right, quote unquote. If it's coming from this person who's who is universally hated in the locker room, and that's pretty hard to do in an NBA locker room, have everyone turn against you. If if it's coming from that person, you're not going to listen to it, man, and you're right. going to start oh, sh- shooting thirty footers. I'm just going to play devil's advocate, though. Like these are not. This is not a varsity high school program. No. This is not a college basketball program. Now, like Shashevsky no. has, it's the buck ends at Shashevsky. Yeah, right. And it's like that for a bunch of schools. We're talking about professional athletes now. Oh, yeah. Who have been in locker rooms. You brought in vets, right? Yeah. Brought in guys that have, quote, been there before. They let it get to this point. And I fear that if all if all the, they're going to say is that, you know, it was just time for a change. And still, the most, the biggest problem I have with this team, no one will throw a hand up. Yeah. No one will say, listen, Nobody, you know, Red Auerbach could not have coached us to a better record yeah. based off of the way we played. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Lloyd Pierce clearly wasn't the right guy. Yeah, I mean, the two, I, the two things can be true at the same time, but they are nowhere near out of the water. And I just don't like anonymous sort. And the, and he it drops mysteriously right after he's fired. You don't think those quotes were already locked in? That story. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. story was already skeletoned out. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, the the Hawks have the talent. If someone just if they just don't get in their own way and then someone doesn't mess them up, they they need maybe Nate McMillan is that guy, but I did, long term I hope it's not Nate McMillan. They need to find a oh, guy. No, that, Nate McMillan's not the guy. But it, but he the could thing guide is, them to the playoffs. Yeah, he could. I I, a, I believe that too. He's not a championship coach. He's vanilla. Though. He's not he's a vanilla. championship coach. But it to me, it's do the players deserve a lot of the blame here? Absolutely. But if if a situation became toxic, you have to fire him, right? Like you have to. And Lloyd Pierce deserves. If you're Travis Schlink, you do. If you're Travis Schlink, you have to fire him because if not, you're getting fired soon. Yeah. So and now this automatically buys him months. Lloyd Pierce deserves a hell of a lot of the blame for letting it get there, whether it's his quote unquote fault or not. He, sure. I mean, it's his job. That's his job to make sure that doesn't happen. And now, here we are. As far as the anonymous quotes go, we know the story with Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> we know that it's on the forefront of everyone's mind. I imagine Bruno wasn't the biggest Lloyd Pierce supporter. Uh, the way we he's been. <laughs> just wanted a different voice. Yeah. Now Fernando averaging basketball reference go to splits. Yeah. I think he's ten minutes a game. Nine point eight when McMillan's the coach. Nine point eight. Dude, your boy almost nailed it. When, I haven't I haven't even looked that up. When Lloyd, huh? I said I haven't even looked that up, and I just almost nailed it on the head. How many minutes a game he was averaging? I might need help. Is there like? Oh a, no, no, he's not averaging nine point eight total. No, I know, but like only in those in games played. Only in those three games. No, nine point eight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nine point eight. Gotcha. Yeah, 
And then when Lloyd Pierce is the head coach, it's mostly DNPs, and I think it's like 3.2. So in total, he's averaging like six minutes a game, six minutes a run. I don't know, dude. If you guys know of a uh, basketball fan like helpline, somebody somebody I can talk to, hit me up because I could definitely use it. Hawks aren't doing so good How right do now. you feel like your team pulled the trigger? My team is the Celtics. We are in concrete. You know why? Because we we don't we can't decide like whose fault it is, but are we actually good? Did we beat good teams, but then we lose four games in a row? It's just yeah. it's like they won three straight now, right? Right, but yeah. but are we are the Celtics fixed? No, are they, are they ch- no, exactly. So it's just like eh, I don't know. At least I, I like that the Hawks did this. They didn't do what the Falcons did. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it's curious the timing and everything. I would love for the Celtics to fire Brad Stevens. That'd be sick. Go ahead and do that. We'll be, hire him the next day. He would be I hired the next day. Yeah. Can we go 25 seconds of just no analysis, only names for the 2022 Hawks head coach? 2022. Uh, just name and names. Uh, Jay Wright out of Villanova. I like Jay Wright out of Villanova. I like Tony Bennett out of Virginia. Yeah. These are Who knows if these are like options? These would be cool to see in Atlanta, I think. Uh, we've talked about Calipari. Uh, I'd like to see someone. Uh, I'm spacing on my name right now. Louisville guy, prostitutes. Uh, Ricky uh, P. Ricky P. That won't happen. That'd be Ricky sick. Pacino won't happen. That'd be sick. If if there's not a strong voice that a stronger voice than couldn't come in, and it's that guy. He's seen some shit. You know what I mean? He's not gonna yeah. put up with these these 22 year old, 23 year old. You know, I, I was thinking the number three or one of the best teams in the country in college basketball. Yeah, is coached. By a former NBA player, not too long out of the league, and, uh, Jawan Howard, and clearly he knows how to coach basketball. Yeah, young, youngish. That'd be sick. I, I don't would know. love that. I don't, you know what I mean? I love could, that. I think that, our, could that be an option? Yeah, I think our twenty-five seconds are up there. You had a story that you wanted to tell, right? Uh, I wanted to explain to you who Rush Probst was. I couldn't believe you didn't know who he was. He's back in the news. Yeah. So, I, I need to hear this soon. Listeners out there are not in the best shape. Let's all be honest with ourselves. You're probably playing in a beer league, softball league somewhere, playing against guys who are throwing it underhanded. You don't want to do that. Join the Savannah Adult Baseball League today as in the 18-plus division or the 33-plus division. Opening day is on February 28th, but you can still register on their website as a free agent and get yourself signed up to play in a season. Play hardball, not underhanded softball. Play in a competitive, organized league right here in Savannah. Visit www.savmabl.com and find them on Facebook by searching Savannah Adult Baseball League. When you go, Tom the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and don't go down striking out. Okay, so I'm going to try to do this quickly and not ramble. All right. if you're listening to this and you know Rush Probst, the high school football coach, it's P-R-O-P-S-T, Probst. He's a high school football coach who came into fame in Hoover, Alabama in the late 90s uh, as the coach of Hoover High School. Right. They were on an MTV show, very popular, called Two-A-Days, uh, where the quarterback on that show was John Parker Wilson, who ended yep. up going to Alabama. Can confirm, very popular. Right. And so, and Probst was a hard-nosed guy. He's on MTV, he's on a reality show, right? And so... And so he gained some fame, right? He gained some notoriety, had some media. Um, and amongst all of it, he won four consecutive state titles at Hoover, in Hoover, Alabama. Now, unbeknownst, and he had, you know, he had like kind of the all-American life. Kids, whites, it's uh, very visible at every football game, standing, cheering, you know, with the pins on and everything. And unbeknownst to anyone besides Rush Probst and... Uh, a few people in Birmingham, Alabama, Rush Probst had married his high school sweetheart in 1990, had been married to her nine years before he was hired on at Hoover, Alabama, in Birmingham now, not across the world, in Birmingham. He had two kids with her, and they called him dad, Damn. and he visited him regularly. It's like something straight out of the 1960s. This guy's got two families. Now, the original, or the second wife, yeah. the wife at the football games at Hoover, is still with him today. Okay. So she's in, she's in like. No, the way you hear them describe it, it's, it's like, uh, she says at one point that he's very convincing about Rush Probst, but that's not really the, the gist of it. The point is that like, that's, 
Step one of Rush Probst. Yeah. So this guy... Two families beginning in the early 90s and lasting until the early 2000s. If nothing else, this guy is extremely manipulative. We know that this thus far. Already. All right. You're about to get some more examples of why right. that's true. Right. Um, so, fast forward now. Rush Probst is hired at Colquitt County High School. He's there for 11 years uh, in South Georgia. Colquitt County, very similar to public schools around here. Not, not the Savannah Public Schools, but solid athletes, decent program. They make a run every four or five years, average, right? Colquitt County becomes a state powerhouse in a very short amount of time under Rush Probst, and he wins a bunch of titles there. Now, Spencer, when he gets to Colquitt County, it seems like he's turned a corner, right? Right. Uh, they do an E60 about him, about how he knows people won't ever believe it. An E60? An E60 about, about how he's turned a corner, changed his life. Jeez, Became man. A better man. I've changed my life a couple times. Let me get an E60 about me. I'd love Bob Lee to come on down to Savannah. So and after it- 11 years of winning at Colquitt County, right. we find out that... that uh, there are several, several violations across a long period of time. Not, you know, not just these, but the notable ones, recruiting violations. And, right. And, and misallocating of booster funds, a.k.a. paying players. So he's, paying he has players. not changed at all. Paying players, right? Gotcha. And uh, there is also allegations of him uh, not following by, like, health guidelines. Like, you can only practice for X amount of minutes. You have to give him a water break this amount of time, right? So he's like too tough physically on the kids at Colquitt County. And, you know, lastly, the main thing was that he was literally stealing money from Colquitt County and from the and from the booster club. So that happens, he gets fired. And it's not a very popular move. Yeah. Somehow it's not a very popular move that Colquitt County let him go because he was a winner. Make no mistake about it, Rush Probst is one of the best high school football coaches in the country. That's not up for debate. Yeah. You would figure Rush Probst would never get another job again coaching high school football. That wasn't the case either because in 2019, sorry, 2020, he's let go from Colquitt County in 2019. Right. One year later, he's at Valdosta High School. One of the winningest football programs. Might have heard of it. In the state of Georgia. Yeah. One of the winningest pro- football programs. So, as soon as he gets to Valdosta, he's hired in spring of 2020. And that's in the middle of the coronavirus. California, out west, cancels their high school season. So, all those kids out there have nowhere to play. Just so happens that there's a kid named Jake Garcia, a five-star quarterback, who needs somewhere to play. Enter Rush Probst in Valdosta. He still has not coached a game for Valdosta yet now. Yeah. And Garcia, the whole thing, transferring, it was a big deal. He eventually gets in and is into Valdosta and on the roster and suits up week one again in their win over Warner Robins. After that, Garcia withdraws one weekend. And Rush Probst is surprised. Says nothing surprises him anymore. He's just going to coach his team. It's the only thing he knows how to do. Very upset that Jake Garcia has left. Jake yeah. Garcia takes his talents up north to Grayson High School, one of the best teams in the country, period. Grayson High School. So he loses Garcia, even though we find out that Garcia was paid $2,500, or his family was, for moving expenses or for rent, essentially. $2,500 of misallocated money. Same story, different day. There's a, dep- <laughs> there's a deposition that came out in January, and it came out on well, it came out in February. It was recorded in January, and it was about the former Valdosta High School coach Alan Rodemaker, who was fired. So when Rodemaker is fired, Valdosta opens up a coaching search. Now, a Valdosta High School coaching search is a big deal, even if you don't care about high school football. That's a big time job. Yeah. So they're hiring. They're, Trying to hire or interview a bunch of people, right? In the background, there's this whole board debate between the black members of the Touchdown Club, the board that votes on these issues, and the white members. And, you know, do the black members want a black coach finally at Valdosta? And all those could be argued. 
at a separate date. You'll notice that Rush Probst was not in those discussions quite yet, or so we thought. Turns out Rush Probst, according to this deposition, uh, the Michael Nelson deposition, Rush Probst was making calls to the people interviewing for the Valdosta job and bashing Valdosta as a city, bashing the job, and making up outright lies. He was having people do it for him. Oh my God, dude. Someone, and I, I don't, you can find it all in the deposition, I guess, but like, I'm not going to go through all these names because it doesn't matter. Someone reported the violations to that touchdown club in Valdosta on January 7th. 45 days later, no violations had been turned into GHSA. The touchdown club had so completely just, sat on it. So they just swept it under the rug. Rush Probst has been contacted by AL.com, Alabama.com, AJC.com, and the Valdosta Daily Times that I know of, maybe more outlets. He has continued to deny any knowledge of the allegations. What are the allegations, Spencer? And I'll wind up here. <laughs> this is this where is, we start here. This is the um, this is the latest rush probe mishap. We'll call it allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, rush probe somehow probes was able to find out who we were interviewing, and was calling certain people in Valdosta, getting word to these people who were going to be interviewed that this place had a racist board. All of this going with Rodemaker being fired. And he just kind of, well, he just kind of poo-pooed on the whole thing and <laughs> discouraged these people from coming here and interviewing. Eventually, Mr. Probst was just the last one standing. That's how he got the job. Then he starts in the Garcia thing. The thing that's going to get him canned, I believe, Spencer, is a Winn-Dixie grocery store. Winn-Dixie was uh, contacted by a fake marketing company that pretended to be the school board not an uncommon thing right, right. and when dixie said yes sure we will pay the 700 dollars that was asked for a board in the stadium yeah. in valdosta stadium well a couple days go by the when dixie manager has no idea where to send the check he's like he would like to get his advertisement up but he doesn't know where to send it so he contacts a local sports radio show host in Valdosta and asks him, uh, or contacts, I'm sorry, contacts somebody else and asks how he should get it to, right. to pros. And the guy says, tell, give it to the sports radio guy in Valdosta or tell him, ask him how he wants to do it because he knows Rush Probst well. Rush tells the sports radio show host to tell the Winn-Dixie manager to make it out to Rush. That check is deposited, cash, whatever, the following week. When the board brought it up to Pros, he said it was a mistake and offered to pay it back immediately. That is as far as I think um, it's gone. And what was the what was the total again that the the Winn-Dixie store sent to him? It ended up being twenty five. It ended up being. It was seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Was the original. And how much? How much was Garcia's uh, moving costs? I think it was. I think it was twenty five hundred dollars. So on the dot, pretty much the same amount of money, right? Well, yeah. Let me get this right though, if if you don't mind. Like, I, wanna, I don't mind. I want to make sure this is right. Um, pretty wild stuff, though, right? I can't. Oh my god, dude! I mean, this guy is a full blown snake. He's a snake in the grass, and they just let him in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here it is, Spencer. Um, the question from one of the lawyers uh, in the deposition, quote, are you aware of high school football coach Rush Probst stealing money while he has been there at Valdosta? And has this been reported to the board at Valdosta High School? Yes, it was. Um, let's see, going on. Uh, I was told that we had a problem down there to win Dixie. Rush had a check made out to him that should have been made out to the school system. Then, on January 6th, I got a phone call from the president of the Touchdown Club telling me that we have another problem down at Winn-Dixie, that they paid for advertising in the stadium that they never saw, that I needed to go down there and talk to them, get with the manager, and apparently the whole thing was a scam anyway, 
about that's what I was talking yeah. about. This, okay, so uh, the whole thing started as a scam to begin with. A couple of weeks later, I don't know exactly how much later, the manager wanted to send his payment of seven hundred dollars. So he calls a friend of his. Phil Jones is the sports radio right, guy, right, right. Who has a local sports radio show. The manager of Win Dixie knew that he could get in touch with Rush Probst to find out where to send the check. Probst sends word to make the check to him and give him an address to mail it to. I went back and checked that address, sir. It was Coach Probst's address in Moultrie, Georgia. The manager thought it was fishy. Blah blah blah, and it goes on. But but it's another example of Rush Probst using people. Yeah. To get his way. And as of now, he's still the head coach of Valdosta. That's right? correct. As of now, he won't even comment on it. He's denying allegations of it. And uh, the, the sickest part of all this to me, and I'll wrap up. Yeah. Uh, the sickest part of all this to me is this, is that Valdosta High School knew what it was getting itself into. You knew it. And I'm not going to sit here and cast judgment on you. You cared about winning football games more than allocating budgets correctly. Yeah, and having a, like a decent person leading those kids. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they it was all public knowledge already. The two families. Jeez. The problems at Colquitt County. The, the East 60 appearance where he fake apologized. It is all for show. It's a facade, fugazi. Because guess what? The worst thing that can happen to Rush Pros is they fire him. Yeah, he's not going to jail over this, right? Going to get a job... At another powerhouse that's going to turn its head and look the other way from morals and, and raising good kids and good student-athletes. And they're going to look toward wins. And guess what Rush Post is going to do? He's going to win. Yeah, because he's a good I mean, he's a good point, program. Point. <laughs> and, and the top of all of Georgia high school, GHSA, they are nowhere to be found because they don't want to touch this guy. They yeah. don't go down to Valdosta. They don't mess around down in Valdosta. They will come here and punish teams like Beach and Johnson, and if you transfer once, they'll ruin a kid's season. But don't go down to Valdosta and mesh with Rush Probes. Don't go down there and mess with a touchdown club. Yeah. They but, don't want so any part can, of it. Can they, just, they will come here. Can they just ban someone for life? Is that in their power? GHSA? Powers? Yeah. They'd probably flip a coin. Really? It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's the same way they decide home yeah. home advantage. And this guy's, this guy's still got people defending him, correct? Like It's correct. Unbelievable. It's correct. You do like kind of feel for the touchdown club a little bit where he eliminated the other competitors for the job, basically. Like that is some true psychopath shit. But that's the whole thing. At a certain point, like the touchdown club is like you gotta wash they have to wash their hands of it and they're they're held guilty for that. The forty five days that they sat on it. Yeah. They were told they were told that ain't good. In the same day, they were told about Garcia, another player, I can't remember his name. And the Win Dixie check, Spencer, forty-five days. The only reason it came out was because of a deposition of the former coach having to do with a completely separate issue. That's the only reason it came out. Jeez. And we care about the kids. Jeez. Can I say something real quick that's a little messed up? Say something real quick that's really messed up, and then I'm gonna uh, read you a fine ad. Uh, hire that guy at Georgia Southern immediately, bro. No, he ain't a Georgia Southern man. <laughs> no, you Maybe could, you could hire him to do like chain work or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Hire him as head coach, head coach, and then send the payments out. Obviously, I'm being facetious. What's your Hawks playoff seed? Seven. Nasty Nate, baby. Seven? Nasty what was that last time? 12? I think 12. Yeah, you had him out. I'm going to bump him up to an 11 just because I like the play to get uh, yeah. Lloyd Pierce out. Um, an 11? I'm not bump- even in the play. Dude, come on. I'm going to bump him up to an 11. I'm not a reactionary. Whatever, dude. Not a reactionary. You're not reactionary. Uh, let me ask you this, Spencer. Dunk contest. NBA All-Star game, Atlanta. Are you asking, do I care about it at all? Just anything going on there? No, I'm not even going to cover it, dude. No, I'm We're saying not- there's not going to be like no excitement at all. No. I like that Dominique... I think it's cool that it's he's an Atlanta a judge. centric. It's all Atlanta. I'm surprised Bob yeah. Rathman didn't make the cut. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's no chance I'm going to watch that dunk contest. No chance. There's no chance I'm going to watch that All Star game until the fourth quarter. I don't care about the All Star game, but I might no. watch the dunk contest. But uh, I will, dunk contest in general. I've always had a problem with this. Okay, we have devalued the seven so much over time. It's crazy. What do you mean? Like a good, a good dunk. Yeah, a good dunk. And seven 
like a couple of sevens, eights. That should be a really that should be a, a good score. A good score. Well, I see a ten should come around maybe maybe once a dunk contest. I don't even know about that. No, like, it shouldn't. It has to. Ten should be like memorable. Like a memorable dunk. Right, 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 right. Okay. And then that makes so that makes a nine like, whoa, I haven't seen that. Like that's the yeah, best dunk of the night. That's really cool. That's the best yeah, dunk yeah. of the night. Yeah, yeah. Um but it's just like you if you're one judge, you can't make your you can't make the seven valuable yourself. Because if you hold up seven and everyone else holds up nine, across the board your seven looks I mean it's a it's a yeah. level element. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so the, the dunk contest has been stale for a long time. It's been stale because I mean I, I know we always blame LeBron on this podcast, but it's because of LeBron, dude. The guy ducked and dodged the dunk contest for years, and it lost some of its luster. I mean, the best players... He was never in the dunk contest? Never once. Never in the dunk contest. Come on. He ran from it. And you know why? You know why, he ne- he, you know why he's never been in the dunk contest? No, why? Because Michael Jordan won it, and if LeBron lost it, it would be a mark on his legacy forever. Dude, I think Michael Jordan might be the best basketball player He's the best basketball time. player of all time. Duh. Duh. Damn. I want Mike Anthony to do a speech about that, dude. Mike Anthony. Coach Mike Anthony. Coach Mike Anthony. You like that segue, huh? I figured, well, there is no segue. We haven't heard from him. I, I, I really think upcoming we're going to get a voicemail from him soon. I hope. Yeah. To let us know that he's all right. Where, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to hear that. Wherever he is. Um, we got Malik Millevy coming up. Yeah. Our guy Malik, man. A big time update from the bubble. That yeah. was cool to hear. Yeah, it's cool to hear. Like we were talking to someone from inside the bubble. Look, can I just say something about Malik Ben Levy? This is not a guy that you would say is like going to grab a lot of headlines. You know no, what I mean? From like off the off the court stuff. No, not at all. He is interested in like very very few. My guy does things. two things. He plays Warzone, and he gets on the court. And then oh, his third thing gets he up calls, shots. Yeah, yeah, he calls into us every now and then. Right. Talks to us. Gives right. us an update. Two-time guest Malik Benlevy. Yeah. Uh, what, what, was, uh, guy, what was your favorite part? And then and then we'll uh, cut to commercial and get to Malik. Uh, my favorite part was him talking about the ping pong stuff. That was that was funny. Just I mean, hearing about his life in the bubble, you can tell like those guys are. I mean, Malik's that kind of guy anyway, where he just balls and that's all he does. So his schedule hasn't changed at all. But you can already imagine like 22, 23 year old guys that are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year want to go out and spend some of that money and they cannot right now, which is, I mean, that's something to hear. Yeah. You can only yeah. imagine what life is like in there. What about you? Um, I, I I'm not going to, I don't really have a take to be honest. Like, I really don't. <laughs> All right. Not much of a take, but I'll, I'll say this. Like, I think Malik is the kind of guy that if, if you hear him talk, it doesn't do it justice. Cause when you see him on the floor, he's like such a, like, different unique he's like a unicorn bro yeah he guards one through five and all this stuff like i don't know if this is what you just said or not but like did we ask him about watching the utah jazz i don't remember if no if that yeah was yeah, the, yeah we did we did okay so he's in the utah jazz affiliate they're 27 and 7 atop the western he hasn't conference. even seen the team so, so, so are you watching because you're in a bubble what else could you be doing uh, have you watched a lot of nba this year have you watched your utah jazz they're in first place He's like, nah, nah bro. I really haven't. I've just been getting enough shots, bro. <laughs> Dude, at some point we just start going, Malik, do you do anything besides <laughs> buckets? He's a big old boy, too, man. He's a good player. Yeah. Dude, he, I love watching him play. We, If Salt Lake City is listening to this, get him more run. Yeah, for real. Get this man more run. We also, got Yogi Ferrell at the one. Our guy Chris Coakley, if you're listening to this, uh, he oh drops boy. a big one on your head, dude. He says he would beat you ten to eight, and I think he was being generous because you're such a nice guy. Malik, ben, Chris Coakley is my guy. Malik Benlevy is so nice that when we asked him how bad he'd beat Coakley, he gave Coakley eight, just like by, only by two points. Yeah, ten eight. But I we, hope I hope none of these guys ever feud like openly because we'll never be able to pick a side because if they do feud, we'll be there doing a live episode. Yeah. At this point, we have to be like, we're a Malik Benlevy podcast as far as those guys go, above all, right? He's been on the show twice. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I, I desperately, desperately, desperately want someone, anyone who could hear this, to find me Casey Mitchell. Yeah. Casey Mitchell, where you at, bro? Find me Cashmere Wright. I am friends with them on multiple social media platforms. We've interacted before, but I've reached out to both. Tried to get them both on. They don't want any part of it. Hopefully, they hopefully have been we'll hear from them soon, man. They have been posting on Facebook. All right, let's go um, to a break, and then we'll get you to Malik Ben Levy. 
Episode 56 is next week. Guess what day it is next week, Spinny? Uh, 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 uh. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> Hot Grits Podcast turns one years old. Yay, let's go, baby. March 6th is the date of our first episode, and we plan on bringing you episode 56 one year later. Crazy, Wild. Man. Crazy. Wild. Started recording on our phones. Here we are. On the come up, so uh, what is that? What's up? Oh my god, yeah, I think I think we have a voicemail on there. Oh shit! All right, let's let's do this. We gotta listen to this. All right, um, uh, Instagram the hot grits at pod uh, at podcast grits. I'm shook. I'm shook, baby. <laughs> I hope it's Mike at podcast grits on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore at at Jadon Sports J A U D O N on Twitter. Follow us, like us on Facebook. Please click those five stars. Click follow on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts too. If we you're are on Google Podcasts. To that type of thing. We'll see you guys next week for episode 56. I guess we'll let you guys listen to this voicemail too yeah. to see who it is. Stay safe and wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Hey guys, uh, it's Coach Mike. Just calling to check in on the two of you. Look, I know that uh, last weekend didn't go as planned. Um, I want you to know that I put a lot of that on myself. Travis, I shouldn't have told you to switch to lefty at the last moment to confuse opponents. And uh, Spencer, I I know you were playing hurt. Uh, I've had some sleepless nights wondering what could have been if I had told you to stay out of the arcade and you hadn't pinched your finger pumping that damn gun on Big Buck Hunter. But, you know, I guess at sports, um, we'll have another chance. And when that chance comes, we will be ready and we will succeed. But uh, here's the thing. Um, we need another chance, and uh, pr- pretty soon, actually. Uh, see, I-, I was getting myself psyched up on Saturday night by going out on the town. It's not important where. And I started thinking about how that bowling tournament was all for charity. So, you know, I got in the spirit, and I wanted to help out as well. Long story short, I, I kind of already spent what I thought was going to be my share of that championship money. Uh, trust me, though, it's all going to a good place. Um, there's a very determined, very hardworking young lady I ran into up here in Atlanta uh, that I thought could use some help. As I understood it, through the noise of several hard rock songs from the 80s that I could have sworn were all more than just one minute long, uh, she's not only working her way through Oglethorpe University, but also raising two kids on her own. You know, Her story really stuck with me, uh, so much so that I tracked her down and wanted to know more. It's crazy. She's able to stay home during normal working hours to study and care for her kids every day and has somehow been able to support her family with those night jobs that usually don't pay as well. Like I said, she's something special. Anyways, as we spent the day together, she only did more and more to impress. It was nothing crazy, just the little things that show her grit and character. Like she saw she was going to miss her bus and sprinted 30 yards in six-inch heels to make it in time. And with what I'm sure is a rough financial situation, she uses her wits. While getting lunch for everyone, the sandwich shop wanted $10 a piece. She effortlessly haggled them down to get in three for 20. And she's so generous. Her son brought home a report card with straight A's, and she marched him straight down to the GameStop. He picked out a new game, and I watched her beam with pride as she counted out each and every one of those $68. So, uh, like I said, in the spirit of giving and charity, I did what I could to help, but, you know, that sort of backfired and set me back a bit, but uh, but that's on me. That's my problem. What I call to say is that I really believe in your greatness. I know you can accomplish anything you set yourselves to. With that in mind, I'm going to be sending you a list of some upcoming tournaments I've found. Uh, I know we can bring down some big jackpots. I've already taken the liberty of signing you guys up for a few of them, so uh, you need to get working on your golf games, your cornhole skills, and something called murder ball. Uh, But maybe start working on your softball home run derby swings first. Uh, That's next weekend. In order to pay all the entry fees, I had to borrow some money from one of this girl's coworkers, and he sort of gave off the vibe that he doesn't want to miss the cash for too long. But uh, anyways, like I said, tough one last week. Shake it off. Back to the grind. Okay, talk to you guys later. All right, we're joined now live from the NBA G League bubble in Orlando, Malik Benlevy, episode four, uh, Hot Grits podcast guest, and now uh, in the 50s, almost a year later, 
Uh, we have Malik Ben-Levy back on, former Jenkins Warrior All-Star, former Georgia State standout, and now a member of the Salt Lake City Stars, the Utah Jazz organization. Malik, how are you, bro? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, good, man. I got to ask you right off the rip, how is the NBA G League bubble? I remember when the M- NBA players moved into the bubble, we were seeing you know hotel room pictures like horror stories from Rajon Rondo about how bad it was. How, how have you taken to being in a bubble uh, and being like on the same routine, I'm guessing, pretty pretty daily? Oh, man. First, it was pretty tough. You know, first guy, like the first couple of days, we had to quarantine. So like, we couldn't leave our rooms at all. So pretty much I was just in there just chilling, really just sitting in my room, waiting on them to deliver my food and stuff like that. Oh no! You, so wait. So when you leave uh, Savannah and go to Orlando, and go to Orlando, like how does that work? The first when when you first get there, what do you have to do? Okay, so the I left Savannah. I had to go to Salt Lake and quarantine for a week. Just and, in and your then, hotel room? Yes. <laughs> you at least have tested. you at least have two K or something in there though, right? Like you got something to do. Uh yes, I uh I had my PlayStation Four at the time, so there you go. Yeah, I got page in five now. So right now I just be um so when I first got to Salt Lake, I had to quarantine for a week. Got tested every day. That's the only time I really left my room was to get tested. You ever tested positive? Never tested positive. Boom. I'm knocking on wood right now for you, but that neither have I. Some people have been calling me Barry Sanders. They say I've just been eluding the virus. I've come really close to it, but never never tested positive. Ridiculous. Six for six. But you've you've had to have taken like Man, it's oh, been like I don't even know 30. <laughs> like 30 plus tests. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, again, Malik Ben Levy, Salt Lake City Stars uh, in the NBA G League bubble. Uh, Malik, you guys, the Salt Lake City Stars, not a great record, but you personally uh, of late been coming on. How, how's it been going for you on the court? And, and do you think that like, the, I don't know. I don't want to say like, do you, like, do you think that the play in the NBA G League bubble has been similar to what it would be like outside of the bubble? Does that make sense? Like, has it been dramatically higher scoring or lower scoring? No, uh, it's been it's been very high scoring, but the G League is like it's always going to be pretty much high scoring because a lot of scores in the league. So like, you always going to have the fast pace stuff like that. So I would say the bubble. The bubble pretty much, like, it would be a little different because teams can really get to really know each other better because, like, you have that time to bond with each other. Like, we had training camp for, like, a week this year. And then, like, we had to, like, we started playing, like, right after that. Right. So, like, so it's, mean, a, it's a little bit of a looser feel then. Yeah, pretty much. So, you just, like, I would say – like the team bonding thing pretty much really like that really played a toll in our like in our season this year because we like last year we was a pretty pretty like unique team, like all of us got along with each other, like we had time to really bond. And this year just like we come in, like we don't see each other like pretty much because we quarantined the first week and then we got to Orlando, we had to quarantine again. So it's like our first time getting on the court together was like for training camp, and we pretty much only had a week then. It's kind of so wild, we, though, man. Like you guys, basically. I mean, I know you're professional basketball players, and you work on your craft a lot. But at no other time in your lives, there's there's never been a chance to just literally just play basketball and go home. Those are the only two things you can do, correct? Right. That's so all, that's all Malik does is hoop. Yeah, you follow him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Sam's do. always I do. looking for a run. He's but it's looking not, for a run anyway. <laughs> it's not just Malik's. It's got to have taken some guy's game to the. I would think some guy's game to the next level because literally there's no distractions. You can't go to the club. You can't. You know, you can't even have a girl there. Really, right? Well, listen. Didn't I mean Lou Williams found a way to get to the club? Didn't he? Yeah, I guess that's true. Out of the bubble, he went on Monday night to get some wings in Atlanta. Have you tried that yet, Malik? Have you tried to get away to Magic City from the bubble? We won't tell anyone. No, I haven't. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just, it would just stay between us. You don't have to, like, I mean. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's been tough. So, like, it's, like you say, a lot of distractions have pretty much been cut out. 
because you pretty much was in the bubble by yourself. Like, you can't leave. Like, it's really – like, they got a couple of things that you can do out here. But other than that, it's like – it's really – I really haven't done nothing. Like, my same schedule has been the same every day. Like, it's either I'm practicing or I got a game and I'm back in my room just chilling. Like – do you have to wear one of those? Are you wearing one of those like monitors or something? Like, doesn't it beep if if you get too close? Or like, oh, no. Nah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's... because they were making like a big deal out of that in the G or in the regular bubble in Orlando. I remember like everyone was like, "Oh, this is a really smart move by the NBA." And I was like, "Yeah, how long is this gonna last?" Yeah, we don't have to wear one of those. We just gotta wear our mask everywhere, like. It's crazy. We get like a new set of masks like every three days. Damn, Damn. that's kind of a cool flex, though. Yeah, yeah. Hell so it's like, and it's like a whole bunch of sanitized stations everywhere you go. Like, okay. and like, see, like, okay, they got this. Like, it's like, uh, it's a, it's like a, a player's space where like all the players go to, and they have like food for us and stuff like that. Oh, wait yeah. a second. This sounds like a lounge here, a player's lounge. Yeah, pretty much. So, so like, is there ping pong the or? Yes, yeah, ping pong, ping pong. They got a ping pong yeah, station. They got like, a, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm they picturing got an NBA jam. Little, <laughs> um, I'm picturing like a dorm, like a college dorm, like the lobby of a college dorm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a you know like a you go to a hotel and they got like a meeting meeting room. Yeah, yeah. It's like a huge meeting room where like they service food and stuff like that. Then like. Part of it is like a little players line. They got ping pong table. They got games like PS4 stuff over there. So are, you, are you one of the Are you one of the top ping pong players there right now? Are you running? Are you I actually running? haven't. I actually haven't ping, played ping pong since I've been here. Oh yes. no, you got to get on it, dude. Focus on his grind, man. Malik, I, right uh, I I did want to ask you uh, a couple questions, and um, there was there was a really big story regarding Jeremy Lin. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but I wanted to know your thoughts on Jeremy Lin. I forgot. He's yeah, there was a really big story coming out of the bubble about Jeremy Lin. I want to hear your thoughts on that shortly. But what was it? Have, have you played Team Ignite yet? Yes, we played Team Ignite. Uh, when this was yeah, yeah, when, like probably a couple of days ago, yeah, right? Now, so, uh, what what's your experience with that? Do you think that's been a successful experiment by the league? And uh, what did you think of those young guys coming out, uh, Jalen Green, notably? Yeah, so I think it's I think it's great because like players can skip college where they can go like the college for one year and just go straight to the G League and start making money. Yeah. Like, you going to you going to college for one year, pretty much not doing nothing for you. Like you're not you're not going to get your degree until later on, right? Yeah, you especially that you can start making endorsements too because you're you're a professional athlete. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's great for the young kids, and it's like they pretty much get a head start in front of instead of the guys that's like that that, that went to college because now they playing like an NBA game because like the speed much quicker than college. Like you're learning NBA like terminology and stuff like that so they got a head start on the guys that's like entering the draft this year coming from college because pretty much they done played in the nba g league so they know the pace they know the terminology like yeah yeah what did, what, the curve. what did you think of the product on the floor so the guys that they got like Jalen green he he i think he's very good i think he's very talented i think he just needs to gain some weight that's uh, what, Jonathan. That's what I first noticed when I saw him. Yeah, he's like, slender. Yeah, he's he's a crazy athlete though. Like I think he had like twenty five with us. I think he needs to develop a more consistent jump shot too, because when he can't get to the rim, like he he can make a shot, but like it, is, it needs to be more consistent. I think he's a great player though. Jonathan Kuminga, he's pretty good. He kind of reminds me of uh, Jalen Brown when Jalen Brown first got in the league. He's like six eight. He got a nice little frame on him. He's kind of solid and like. He can handle the ball. He just need, he needs to develop a more, a, a more consistent jump shot too, because pretty much when he's not going to the basket. He's like his jump shot real streaky. Like he's either hit or miss. I think he struggled versus us because we was like the side pretty much bothering him because we was like pretty much like all our guys like our four men are pretty much like six six and like two twenty two twenty two twenty five two thirty. So our side pretty much bothering him. So like that's why I say like they got they got a head start on the guys in college because like the game's way way more physical. Like you're playing with grown men instead of guys that's in like 
college and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but Malik, I, like you, you, you went four years at a really good program, like you know, Division One, but not Power Five program. Okay, four years playing like quality competition. Like you came out, you had to have known most of the terminology and a lot of that stuff too. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, I just don't know how like sustainable this is. Like it just doesn't feel like Team Ignite would be maybe like one or two guys every now and then would be worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think it's I'm glad that they have the opportunity though. Like I'm, cause I think players get screwed in the NCAA obviously, but I yeah, don't know. It just feels like a weird, Hey, do you think uh, there'll be a Malik Ben Levy top shot at any point? Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> I would wait in line all night, man. Like that would be sick. Are you in on yeah. the game? You in on top shot? No, nah, I'm not. I I really haven't like yeah Malik. All you do is yet. play basketball, man. Like you, that's all this yeah, guy does. Playing basketball, or I'm playing Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I, I wanted to ask you about um, like you individually uh, through eight games, seven point eight points, uh, three rebounds per game, but fifty percent shooting. Like all, all of your numbers are, it looks like slightly up across the board. How are we gonna get you more minutes though, man? Like. Do we need to talk to this coach to get you more run? <laughs> man, it's out of my control, man. So it's like it's a lot of things that, that's going on right now. Like I'm playing behind the guy that's that's pretty good. Like he's a he's a two play two way player with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. So I'm yeah, they, they, like if you go look at Salt Lake City's numbers, like there's a bunch of guys that are scoring, uh, like yeah. at least eight point. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. That are yeah, getting, like a lot. Of yeah, so we got really like. We got a really good team. We just didn't, we just we just didn't put it together. Like we couldn't put it together fast enough for the like as the other teams did. But like, I mean, my minutes like I got only thing I really can do is control what I can control. So I, I just go out there and play hard regardless. Like every minute I'm out there, and the coaches respect that. So I mean, I feel like I'd be all right. <laughs> all right, uh, just a couple more for you, Malik. If you got some time. Yeah, I got time. Um, I, I want to ask you where I'm going to get to some of that Chris Coakley stuff and let you, um, you know, talk about all that stuff, like the top five list, top five players from Savannah and all that stuff. But, um, a couple more things on the NBA big picture. First off, have you, like, have you been watching a lot of NBA games when you have a chance, like on your off night, are you watching your jazz a lot? Uh, I haven't watched them. Actually. Well, let me tell you, they're really, really good, dude. They're, they're 27 and seven. You should, you should cut them on. Sometimes. Yeah. I like I've been keeping up with them, but I haven't like really watched the game. Like they're they're nice, and people keep comparing them to their like that Hawks team, which I don't agree with because like since being in the organization, like this organization is about like pretty much like it's, wait the it's Hawks team that like went on that you're like, talking twenty about, something game win. Sheet? You're talking about the sixty win Hawks team. Right. Yeah, the sixty one Hawks. Okay, yeah, dude. That Eastern Conference was terrible. The Jazz yeah. are twenty seven and seven in a loaded Western Conference. Yeah, and they've also got much more star power than I the haven't Hawks heard team, that man. comparison. That that is a whack comparison. Yeah, I seen it on Twitter. People keep saying I'm like, bro, there's no way it's like the Jazz, they they um house their team chemistry is crazy. Like those guys in our locker room, like they love each other and they play hard for each other. Yeah, but yeah. they're missing like a swing forward, uh, maybe like a four-year guy at college, a uh, guy that can rebound, guy that can play the two through five, maybe a guy from Savannah, somebody like that. Yeah, missing yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy, <laughs> that, like a glue For guy sure. on their roster. Right yeah, here. something like that. Call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah today and tell them the Hot Grids podcast sent you. If you need anything done at your house, interior, exterior, the roof, the floor, uh, the walls, even Spencer, maybe even the garage, bathrooms, anything, uh, plumbing, electricity. You need some jokes, maybe a song and dance. Tony and Bewley Oaks Home Improvement can do it for you. Call and ask for Tony today, 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. And I'm not a GM or anything, man. I'm just we, telling you. We are a, a, uh, we are a pro Joe Ingles podcast, though. We've always like maintained that if... Joe Ingles wasn't a NBA player. He'd be like in every man. He'd be a plumber or something. Like he's like a cool dude. He just you know? has one of those trucks and 
you can call him for anything. Like he can fix your toilet or yeah. come over and like cook you a meal if you want. Uh, Man, cut so the like, grass. I got a couple of friends that play for the Jazz, like on roster, and they say that Joe is like the coolest. Give us some names. Man. Oh, that's awesome you, to hear. Who are some? Who, so, Ju- Juwan Morgan. It's like he he played with the, with us last year with the Stars. And he got called up, so he he's on a full contract now. So like. He told me, like, I asked him, like, how the guy. They say the guy's pretty cool. Like, I seen Donovan came to a couple of our games last year. He seemed, he's, he's a cool guy. And I got yeah, another friend. His name uh Jarrell Brandon. He's on the Jazz, too. He played with us last year. He's, he's on a two-way contract with them. And like, he loves it there. And a couple of guys that got sent down, like uh, Elijah Hughes, he's with us right now. Like, he's like, he loves he love it up there and stuff like that. It's like. They're very friendly and stuff like that. Like they take care of each other. So that's why I'm like, this team the team is pretty good. Like the team is great. So I got I got like I gotta tune in more and watch them play. But just by like seeing the highlights and stuff, they're all happy for each other. They kinda remind me like if if I was on the team, I would want to be on a team like that. Yeah. They got each other back, they love each other, play hard for each other, and like nobody cares about the individual stuff. That's a that's a really good quote, man. So uh, we we did have uh, Chris Coakley on the other day. Oh yeah, let's hear it, Malik. Who, who's your uh, who's your Savannah goat since two thousand? Since two thousand. Since two thousand. Or we, I mean, you can put any kind of cap you want on it. Like if you don't want to go back that far, you can make it shorter. Yeah, and where do like, you slot a- yourself in there as well? That's the type of thing we want to hear. So I would say I'm top five. I agree with that. Ball. Yeah, but like. If if I'm going to say the best person to come out of Savannah, it's probably going to be Casey. Like, so your I, team Casey in terms because because that was the whole thing. It was like Casey would be like his numbers. The only other person that you could compare him to would be if you go numbers alone would be Cashmere, and then people yeah. were like, oh, Cashmere, and like his career at Cincinnati was very similar, if not better, than Casey's at West Virginia. And Casey was good at West Virginia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. People were pissed. Like it went. Everyone was coming out with their top six list, and like everyone was talking. Like the old heads were coming out. Like y'all don't know nothing about uh, Purvis and all these guys. Like going back to the fifties and stuff. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, I can, we had private school I can't kids speak on stuff in. like that because I never really, like, I never really saw them play. I know, so. but everyone was just trying. Like most of those people hadn't seen most of those people play, and everyone was, like is so riled up about it. Like I loved it, man. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. I think people took it too personal too because like Oh yeah. Everybody's gonna have different opinions. So like you can't get mad about how somebody else feel. Like you just can't. Yeah, you just gotta prove it on the court. Uh that's that, the kind of that covers- end, Chris Coakley said he would definitely beat you one on one. He said that he was the best basketball player that we've ever had on this podcast. Do you care to respond? And that's not true. Ooh. Just point blank. That's not true. Yeah, that's not true. What do you What do you think the result would be if you guys played one on one? We're putting the screws we to go, you at this point. If we go into ten, we can make it two on two. Be... I was uh, honorable mention all region. <laughs> honorable mention? Yeah, five point three points per game in twenty ten. Look it up. Okay. Yeah, Malik, kind of a big deal, man. Kind of a big <laughs> deal, dude. If me and Chris played a ten, I probably win. Eight ten. Damn, you giving up eight? Man, Chris is a good. really nice guy, though. You yeah, know I mean? he's just gonna, he's just gonna get. Chris, Chris is nice, but he's not gonna beat me. There we go. Nice guys, you know what they say? They don't finish first. That's not the same. <laughs> um, all right, Malik, thanks for joining us, man. We're gonna watch your last. How long are you in the bubble? It's wrapping up, right? Yeah, it's pretty much wrapping up, like. I'll be I'll be done maybe Friday because we're not gonna make the playoffs if we're being realistic. No, yeah, you guys are three to nine, like real far down there in the standings, bro. Yeah, so top eight teams go. So hey, hold out, man. Yeah, but we I mean we got to finish the season strong, so I'll probably be I'll last game probably be Friday. All right, cool. So uh, I'll text you after this, and we'll get your coach's cell phone number. We'll start sending some yeah. threatening text messages. Yeah, we'll tweet. Guy. Hey man, if, if we're not seeing twenty five minutes of play tonight, something might happen. Just saying. 
Man, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> uh, Malik, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, Master Bruce. Master Bruce. Uh, awesome. You can find him tweeting about hoops and uh, the Saints. This guy's a hopeless Saints fan. Yeah, the best, best team ever. <laughs>